episode 34, Death Sticks. Listening to Star What the F, podcast where we talk about the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. My name is Marty Cobb, and with me today is Jason Tagmeyer. And uh, Alex, well, Alex is <laughs> falling into some bad times. It's never good. <laughs> of course not. Let's just say that he's in rehab right now for yeah. his death stick addiction, which leads us into this episode, which I just said. It's Death Sticks. It is Death Sticks. Good old Elan Sleazebagno. Celsa Bagno, I believe is how he... That's a whole other weird thing, which we can get into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you don't know what Death Sticks are... You may remember the infamous scene from Attack of the Clones. Uh, I, in fact, I, we can go through it right now. It's super quick. Right. It's it's like it's like 13 seconds long. Uh, who do you want to be? I'll be Elan. Okay, I'll be Obi-Wan. You want to buy some deck sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. Yeah, I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Done. That's Do it. Do you recall that? Is it like stuck in your brain forever in its ridiculousness? It, it is in mine because, man, is it the most ham-fisted anti-drug... Well, that's what I can't understand. Like, is it... <laughs> like, I, I, was George Lucas, like, um... Like, super, you know, just just trying to get his message, like an anti-smoking message out to kids, maybe? Maybe. I mean, how um, old were his kids at this point? I mean, I... Uh, no, I mean, his kids were, were in... The, uh, one was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, the others, they were probably in their, like, teens to 20s. Yeah. No, I was just thinking, for maybe from the perspective of, like, okay, if he had younger kids, I could see him doing it. But, I mean, I know that this... Star Wars does appeals to kids. We know that it is it is basically a children's medium to some degree. Yeah, I mean, but I, there would be people to argue against it with all the Senate and... Yeah, know, oh, of course, no, else. I'm not saying, um, I, you know, to some degree. But yeah, kids are definitely influenced by it, and so it, it could have been a, a way to quickly squeeze that in, or it could just be terrible writing. It could be. <laughs> it could be all three. This best so, fact that I don't think there was a third one mentioned. A third what? Third point. Oh. <laughs> it's all three. So don't worry about it. It was a joke <laughs> fail. Uh, so here you go. Death Sticks. They were a mild hallucinogen primarily sold primarily sold on Outer Rim Worlds, but could be found in abundance on Coruscant. Originally developed uh, in the illegal pharmaceutical labs of Coco Town, which we've heard of before. Yes, that's the area where uh, Dexter's Diner is. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter Jester's Diner is. Uh, they were relatively cheap and were smuggled into the club cities by... Slithmongers. Yes, Slithmongers. Uh, the Salona the Salona extract offered euphoria in exchange for a horrific outcome, producing a twisted version of reality enhanced by bright colors. With each dose, the user's life was shortened. Wow, it really is a, um, a metaphor for cigarettes. The user's life was shortened, and the successive dosages took away larger chunks from the lifespan. With each successive dose, the desire for a harder reaction increased. It was thus very difficult for a youth to shake off their addiction without medical assistance. Yep. That's dead six. So, they're cigarettes, but, but well, they... Uh, they they're have, not they're, really... They're, they're a little stronger. <laughs> no, because, see, they're not really dead sticks. If there's one thing that does bug me about it, is that, like, if you're trying to make a joke about cigarettes, right? 
The way you go about it is to not make them a hallucinogen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that this is... Hallucinogens are more exciting than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like from a visual perspective, from a movie perspective, it makes more sense to have characters be addicted to hallucinogens than it is to be addicted to any other real drug, which is mostly just to either give you energy or to mellow you out. So, I mean, that's like even movies that where the main characters are addicted to meth, the effects are essentially hallucinogens as far as the movie's concerned. Yeah. Um, so, but it's also weird because they're not, they're not cigarettes. So, they're not, they do come in two, there's two different ways. Um, there's two forms. There's the liquid form, which is in small tubes. Which is what I believe we see in the film. Which can be added to an alcoholic drink. A hardened variety containing dried granules of the drug can be smoked. Yep. So there is... And it's confusing what we see in the film because you do see, like... This is where I really feel like George Lucas was going for that message. Because what Elian Sleesbagino is holding in his hand and he flings it around and flips it around looks like a cigarette. It's just a white... He is... He is... It could be a white tube. Or it could be a smokable version of this. But it's think... definitely... Looks like a cigarette. So what, if what he's is going he's... for that method, if that's what he's going for with that, with his, uh, you know, his intent of everything, they triple it by putting it in the film in this in this white form. So what what do they what it is? I think in the film actually is that it is in the tubing. It's just glowing red, like it's like a clear red liquid. But he's holding it like a cigarette. He's definitely holding it like one. He has it in between his two fingers, yep. like you would hold a cigarette, and then. He does this thing where he flips it around and then puts it in his hand and then grabs his drink that's in front of him and then walks away. That's, that's Well, that's his entire scene. But it's weird. We, we couldn't determine whether, by the way, that, that the C, that the uh, death stick in the scene was CGI. Yeah, because like, he's either a magician with some massive like uh, sleight of hand ability or, uh, or it's CGI because it, it, it disappears and... His, it's kind of dark, but the thing is, like, I swear it's, like, bright white, and it just, it disappears. And going through slow motion, it looks like it leaves his fingers for a second in a very odd, odd way. So, I'm saying the death sticks were CG. Or CG enhanced, or, or what, who knows. Hmm. <laughs> nope, can't find any information to make sure. Because I was checking the Celsa Bagno, uh Wikipedia page to see if he... If we had anything about it. I mean... Do we know who played Elan Sleesbagger now? Can we reach out to him? Is he any... Like... Yeah, I'm looking out to... Like, was if he, it just it, like some random like dude? I guess he was... Um, I imagine he was just some random dude. But he could be... You know, if he if that thing was real, then he... Oh, Matt it. Doran. We talked about this before. Matt Doran, uh, he's done a couple other things, hasn't he? Um, he I swear he was involved with... Uh, the Matrix? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Somebody was involved in the Matrix that we he, found he, out. He was... portrayed the role of, of Mouse in the Matrix. Oh, yes. Now I remember this guy. Before, uh. It would have been before Attack of the Clones. But since then, he's done, uh, Macbeth, Next Door to the Valinskys, and Battle of the Damned, which I haven't heard of it. I mean, Macbeth, obviously. But Here, the, we know that. The Great Raid? No. Mouse was cool. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see if he's on Twitter. Reach out to them and ask them if they were uh, CG. Yeah, we'll have to. So here's something that's like super interesting. Um, and I want you to think about this. 
I'm reading the you know the thing we said at the beginning. You want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to at the top of uh, the Wikipedia page, and it says Elan sells Bagano under the influence of Obi Wan's mind trick. So is a Jedi mind trick essentially putting a drug on somebody? Yeah, no. As far as it goes, uh, this is there's definitely some more. Is that gray a mild area. hallucinogen? It, and there, you could probably do that. It is. Yeah. Right. Not, so well, Obi Wan's no better. Yep. Obi Wan's maybe he has a little control over it, but he's telling him you want to go rethink your life because of these drugs. Maybe it's the selling the drugs more than the doing them. But Obi Wan's forcing drugs on him essentially. Have you ever thought of the Jedi mind trick that way? I have. I have thought about that far too often, actually, because <laughs> I never um, really have. I don't think about the. I don't think of the Jedi mind trick even like that even being a thing. Like that just is one of those things that's a part of the Star Wars universe that's very underused. Yeah, no, it, it would solve all problems. All like, um, like they even give a like a reason why he can't work in Return of the Jedi because he goes up to. Bib Fortuna and it works, and he's like, oh, I'm going to do it to Hut, the Hut, and he's going to bend him to my will, and he was like, nope. I think it's... I'm trying to think of it in, like, we play a lot of Star Wars gaming and stuff like that, like... The mind um, trick in games... I'm sure in the role-playing game it comes up a bit. Oh, yeah, no, there is a, there is a way to do it in the, in the role-playing games. Um, they all It's all dependent on what you do, but what game, but it's almost actually too powerful. Because, like I said, if you can go up to somebody and they... Can if you just wave your hand and go, you're gonna give me all your money. Like that's like, super that's a, effective. Yeah, like, no, like it work. If it works, it works. Especially on the weak willed. I think the thing is though is that you can train yourself to be immune to it. Like yeah. if you have a strong will, or you can be Toydarian <laughs> and uh, have it not work. Basically, anybody that they try it on beyond this guy and the stormtroopers never worked. Um, Bib Fortuna is the only one that it also works on. Yeah, Bib Fortuna. They never try it, though. It's not like... I, if I was Obi-Wan, I would have gone up to Jango Fett in this movie and been like, you will tell me what you know. Yeah, for sure. You, I mean, you think they would use it... It must be... They must have something it, against it. Or like, does it like take a lot out of you? Maybe. Maybe it's like it requires strain or effort. Or concentration. So, um, real quick, Elan says Bagano. We're not talking about his entire life or anything in this episode. But... I have to point out, the name is probably the worst. Oh, it is one of the worst things. I don't know if there's a worse name in the Star Wars universe. There might be. But Sleeze Bagano is terrible. But then, it, you know, when you go into the article, it's Selza Bagno. Yeah, that's his real name. But So, so he had to get the nickname Sleeze Bagano, which makes sense. But Selza ba- Bagno was obviously derived from Sleeze Bagano <laughs> and not vice versa. Yeah. Like, if his name was, like, Selzabag, or Selzabag, yeah, I don't even know. But it's obviously came from, they took Sleazebag and tried to, tried to respell it. Which is one of those things that I just hate. Yeah. It just, it, it pulls you out of the film. I guess they don't say his name in the film, so it really doesn't, but when I bought the action figure, I was like, who is this weirdo? I don't know. Did he have the antenna? Uh, I don't know about the antenna, because... There's a picture of them. Uh, Without the antenna. But. Yeah, I wonder if they can... Well, they're CG, so they can come out and go back in. Um, <laughs> but I think that the action figure did have the antenna. Okay. I, I do recall that. Alright. So the antenna we know were CG, but we do need to find out if the, if the death stick itself was CG. If anybody knows, please write in. 
And if that was even a death sticker, if he was just, you know. Or call us on the air right now. Hello. <laughs> You'd be quite impressed. It's Matt Doran. <laughs> wow. Wow. Actually, can we talk about Mouse now? <laughs> can we talk about this about Matrix podcast? We didn't know you were a listener and that you had telepathy. <laughs> That's impressive. So, um... So let's talk about Death Sticks more, more yeah. than, rather than everything else. Uh, so we know they came in two forms. They were added to alcoholic drinks, which I find to be crazy. That's, that's like, like adding, a roofie. Yeah, well, that's like adding... Well, yeah, no, I'm sure you could do that, too. But that's like adding, like, LSD to your drink. Like, that sounds like a terrible idea. I, I don't know. Maybe, I, you know, I, I, I can't say <laughs> I've ever tried LSD, admittedly, so... You know, I don't know. But it just seems like a poor idea. Or uh, injected. We can inject it, which sounds like a terrible idea when you're injecting something called death sticks. And we need to get to the title in a minute. Uh, Yeah. And you can also smoke it, which we know. But the most important thing is, because this comes up in really the only character that in Star Wars history that's memorable that uses it, is that uh, when ingested, the drug was capable of greatly weakening a person's connection to the Force. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we could probably bring that up a little more later. I guess the Force is affected by... Death. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, um, you know, uh, your basic substances, but yeah, um, which we, we could talk about that as well. Go. So, so what do you think um, Sylph Slith mongers are? What do I think Slith mongers? So I... they were cheap and smuggled into clubs uh, of cities by Slith mongers. Well, the obvious one that I go to is drug dealer. Um, we will see if it's any more involved than that, because it has to be. Uh, a a slith monger was a dealer or peddler in drugs who trafficked wares for disbarred pharmacists. Oh, interesting. So it was directly uh, from the pharmacists. That's weird. Uh, they could specialize in death sticks, as Elan sells a bag no did, or distribute a wide variety of illegal and highly narcotic and or do- deadly su- substances. Most had no real idea of the ingredients they were moving and were addicted to their employer's wares. So the drug dealers were also on drugs. Yeah, which is actually quite rare, apparently, if I recall. Like, because you don't want to use your product if you're selling it. Yeah, I mean, but are you on someone else's product? That's true. <laughs> this is, yeah, this isn't, I guess these are low-level uh, drug dealers. So one of the things that I was thinking, though, is uh, the title, Death Sticks. It really is the, the thing that makes these... Can you think of something Crazy. real world, not Star Wars world? Although my kids have asked me recently, Dad, is Star Wars real? Well, no, we had a, I had a conversation about it today, actually. With my kids? No, no, not with your <laughs> kids. But uh, with some friends where we decided that the Star Wars universe can be real, technically. It's just a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Now, we're just now getting the transmissions of their movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. But they keep saying, is, is Star Wars real? And I just have to keep saying yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, but but in real world, is there any drug that has such a, like, in-your-face title? No, because cigarettes are just called cigarettes. You might refer to cigarettes as death sticks, but no one does. I've heard them as cancer sticks. I've heard that as well. I But, like, those are all slang names. It's not what we call the product. I mean, like, LSD doesn't stand for anything bad neither does like any of them i mean like we have bad connotation with the words like crystal meth but that's because it's a drug we don't but there's nothing yeah, there's, inherently there's, it's not they're called they're not death crystals there's nothing there's nothing like that no like, and it, it's, like coffin candy or yeah like 
Like, we have, like, little nicknames for, like, oh, you're gonna die if you take this, sort of a thing. But nobody in their right mind would ever name the product that they're trying to sell, illegal or not, as death sticks. Like, you would never want to remind people that the drugs that you're selling also can kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like, oh, can you imagine a drug dealer going up to me like, look, I got some nice heroin, but if you take it, you may OD. So just, just letting you know. Another thing it says in the article is, this article is about the illicit substance. You may also be looking for Deathstick the Assassin. Yeah, Deathstick the Assassin <laughs> looks like the most generic, like, assassin. I pulled it up already. It, it like he took the name of these, or did he is, come it, is first? she? Oh, she. And uh, she looks like she has a... She looks like a ninja. Yeah, she looks like a ninja. It is the most generic, like... The best way to put it, and you wouldn't get this necessarily, but they look like she looks like a dark brotherhood. Oh uh, no, um, the dark brotherhood from Skyrim, like armor with like four shoulder pads for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Who took this name? She's from Star Wars Uprising. Which That's is the. A, it's a canon. App? Is that an app? Uh, maybe I believe it is. Oh, it's canon. Is it really? Apparently. Wow, it looks really good. Yeah, the artwork <laughs> looks nice. It's just I don't know what it is, but it looks really good. Do not fight for honor or money. Act because you can. Uh, yeah, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. I'm going to have to get that. It's an upcoming mobile game. Uh, I guess I'm going to get it when it comes out. Or, I don't know what it is, but it so looks So, somebody today took the name Deathstick. Very interesting. I wonder if she has a... Does she use Deathsticks? Or does her, like, weapon, re- like, resemble a large Deathstick? I don't know. Did she glow in the dark? Very interesting. But yeah, the name is just... I mean, it's as terrible as he's bagging now, you know? Like this is George Lucas is really pushing this is, his point. It's a ham-fisted, like, metaphor that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, like it, it is the worst name, I think I could think. Like, the worst name thing you could have in Star Wars, I think. Like, there's very few things that I could think of. Maybe At-Ats. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because At-At is wrong. Um... I mean, um, but I love this. Uh, I love this uh, uh, propaganda poster. Or not? Propaganda. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, it's, it's so like a, good. It's like a crying uh, sleazebagano kid, essentially. Yeah. Whatever the, uh, the Balasar, and it says, "Are your children safe?" And he's got like these three things. And he looks like he's crying. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's. And it's, somebody. It may, I mean, yeah, obviously. It is it's definitely a, like, uh, like a. Like a poster you'd see at a school or something. <laughs> exactly. So, a couple other things in the history of death sticks. Um, uh, pollution was one of the... This was uh, in the Balasar. What is the Balasar Society? The Balasar Society is the uh, society of the people that Eli's Flakes Bagano belongs to. Okay. It is his species. Pollution was one of the causes of the heavy addiction to death sticks. So... How does that they, work? They had to have been smoking them. But uh, the Balasar's immunity to toxins allowed them to consume them without much effect other than the lifelong addiction. Some of them entered the Destic business where they would travel in hopes of finding potential customers. Um, so then after that, during the reign of the uh, Galactic Republic... Um, Illegal well, trade in death sticks became the greatest competition to spice from Ryloth called Rill. The, res- the rivalry resulted in a hatred between the Balasars and the Twi'leks. Um, so spice and death sticks. Now we've got two substances. Do you know the effects of spice compared to death sticks? No, actually. I know that spice is apparently a drug or something along those lines. It's something you smuggle. It's something you definitely smuggle. <laughs> um, 
I don't know anything about spice, death sticks. Are there other uh, substances in the Star Wars universe? There's another one called glitter stim. What? Glitter stim. What do you know about that? It's uh, it's a drug. It's a mind altering drug. Spice uh, was slang for mind altering drugs, apparently. Spice was spice. It's uh, but it includes varieties called Rill and Glitter Stim. Stim. Wow. Uh, glitter Stim. I'm gonna go through that one because it has the funniest name. <laughs> uh, was the name of a potent variant variety of the drug family Spice that was mined on Kessel. It was given gave the user a brief yet pleasurable telepathic boost and heightened mental state. It was a very valuable kind of spice and tightly controlled by the Galactic Empire. Uh, it was produced by the webs of spice spiders, which looked terrifying. Spice spiders? Spice spiders. That's incredible. That's scary. Yeah. They're quite creepy. I'll give them that. They did that well. So their webs... That's interesting. That's really weird. I don't understand how that works. But we know <laughs> that they were uh, Han Solo. Yeah. Han Solo was a spice smuggler. Yeah. So he smuggled Glitter Stim, apparently. So Glitter Stim is the one from the from the uh, spider? Yep. What about Rill? Rill was from Ryloth. Okay. Which, which was the most expensive kind, apparently. Which is a cool sci-fi fantasy name. Ryloth. I know. I like well, that. that's the that's the Twi'lek oh, yeah. race, yeah. Uh, Rill was, as I pull it up now... Oh, Giggle Dust was another, is another one. Oh, wait. You pull up Giggle Dust. I got Rill. Rill was a relatively weak form of spice used to uh, create a number of medicines used throughout the galaxy. Could be combined combined with glitter stim to create glitter rill. Rill core was another type of rill used in primary used primarily for medical purposes. Uh, most of the exported spice avoids the Carillion Run, but travels through the Deathwind cor- corridor, which links Ryloth to Rune through the Cloak of the Sith. Whatever all that is. Uh, it's a giggle dust was a spice variant that was sandy brown color and came naturally from certain flowers. Giggle Dust, as it implied by its name, made everything seem humorous to the consumer as he experienced a euphoric and highly alert state. So it's, I guess, the equivalent of pot, maybe? I guess. I mean, maybe, I, you know, I can't I can't say with any uncertainty whether that would be true, but... These names are great, though. Giggle Dust sounds like it would be a good name for, like, something. I like the Giggle Dust. Now, this is not a final question, but if you had to choose from Giggle Dust... Glitter stim or death stick? Which one are you gonna choose? Ah, man! You know the thing is, I don't want to try any of them. (laughs) Maybe giggle dust or the Jedi mind trick. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I could go rethink my life. You could. That would probably be that would be the most useful one. Uh, (laughs) Probably giggle dust. I wouldn't mind probably taking giggle dust. I'm sure that's probably like the best of the the easiest of the three to go to. All right, um, I have something I want to discuss: toys. In our little segment called... Remember what we called it last week? I'm going to call it Talking Toys. Talking Toys. Talking Toys. Here we go. Uh, I know of one Elansley's bag of no figure. I think um, this was probably within the last... Uh, it was later. It was uh, It was definitely since you know episode one, but it wasn't... Or episode two. It wasn't right away. Um because the quality of it's pretty good. His, his sculpt is really good, actually. Um, but it's the dude, Matt Doran, with his little antennae. Uh, and his hair is his his hair is pretty wild. He's got this little, like, Superman curl that comes down. But it's a really good quality figure with his... Yeah, it looks really nice. He's got a trench coat and his, his little undershirt. Uh, I kind of want one. It's really good. And he's got, a, he's got a gun and then he's got, a like, a handful of vials. 
Which would be uh, which the, uh, are obviously death stick. the Death Sticks. Yeah. So um, while George Lucas thinks this is not something you want kids to 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 know about and kids to to be interested in. He's selling them to kids. Yeah. He's selling uh, death sticks. I'm sure in those death sticks is the real death stick formula. Like, that is no different than selling, you know, a kid a... I don't know. You know a, wouldn't it an be... An action figure with a joint. I want to go to the... Uh, it's like selling those Breaking Bad figures that they sell at uh, Toys R Us. Well, they, they did. Yeah. Then somebody complained. Um, which I disagree with. Because, you know, there's an adult section of Toys R Us. But whatever. Um, we spend too much time there. Yep. Uh, imagine there was your kid, like there's a kid, and he's like, he looks at all the figures, and he's like, oh, there's a stormtrooper, like battle droids, Anakin, Obi Wan, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. No, I want this one, Elan Salsa Bagno, also <laughs> known as Elan Sleeves Bagno. And it has a, it has awesome. a, like a like a subtitle, Outlander Nightclub Encounter. <laughs> I guess right? that's accurate. Like they're trying to like brand that that scene. Like you could have him, you could have Sam Wessel, um, George Lucas's kids. You can have the Django fit with the removable head, but you instead take E. Lansing's Pagano. He also comes with a little part of what I think is the bar. Um, you'll see there. I think it's a little. Yeah, piece. Like, yeah I that's think there might have been a couple figures that came with that. And I had that figure, and I sold it, and I'm very sad now because yeah. it could have went with my Wilro hood. One of the weirder figures. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, I don't know of any other figures. I don't, it's funny, there's a picture of Wilbur Hood right next to him. Well, yeah, um, you're thinking about the, like, weirdest Star Wars figures. Well, who do you think the third one is? It's Elan, Wilro, and... Uh, you know, is, is there an action figure for, uh, uh, Boonledge Brill? No. Hmm. Unfortunate. Uh, probably, uh, that, that burnt skeleton of, uh, Uncle Owen figure that you see online. It is oh, the oh. six-breasted Jabba <laughs> yeah. dancer. Yep. I don't. She might fit in the same. We may have to do an episode about her one day. Um, <laughs> I don't remember her name, so I used to know. I, I at one point knew it. Yeah, we'll we'll learn that one. The dancer opposite of Ula. I don't know if there was. I don't believe there was anything else. There were no Lego figures, but there were uh, not necessarily a toy, but there were like trading cards and stuff. Um, and trading cards are usually where we get a lot of good stuff out of. Um, here is, this is from the, the, uh... We're talking cards now, by the way. It's a different topic. Talking cards, talking (laughs) cards. This was a wizard game, Wizards of the Coast game. Which which one was that? I don't know. Um, I'm just looking at a picture of it. It's not the Decipher game, I can tell you that much. Uh, but it says his card, Elan Sleeves Bagano, character, Coruscant Merchant. So they're... That's an upgrade from Slithmonger. They're they're giving him a legitimate uh, profession there. Um, As long as Elan is in the character arena... Spend each of your other char- uh, each of your other characters gets plus twenty speed. Very Ooh. interesting. <laughs> when the battle phase ends, Elan does one damage to each of your other characters, and then he has a little quote: "Want to buy some death sticks?" Well, people, do you? That's, you don't. That's interesting. So he uh, he 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 assists all your all your other players, but they but they, then he hurts them later. Yeah. Well, that's how death sticks work. Uh, other merchandise? I don't. I don't think there was much more. No, I imagine um, Sleeze Bagano doesn't have a lot to him. No, he had <laughs> the one figure. I see one card. Uh, he's got such great hair. Like I can't get over the hair. <laughs> um, I found an autographed uh, card. The uh, the one Star Wars line of cards came with. Uh, sometimes they have like a piece of like cloth from an outfit in them, and sometimes they come with an autograph, so you can. 
find a Matt, a Matt Doran, I don't know if it's called Matt Dolan, but Mark, Matt Doran uh, autograph card in there. Nice. And yeah. then uh, there's nothing else. The last thing you can see when looking up merchandise is an autographed uh, picture of them. And I wish I could read it, but it says something along the lines as, I want, oh, it says, I want to go home and really rethink my life. So Matt Doran, oh, Elan sleeps bag now. So Love you have it. a choice between, like, you meet Matt Doran in some convention that I'm sure he's at, and... He needs like, to just get harassed. Like, like, like when you have one line, it's gotta be terrible. Well, yeah, but, like, it, it, like, like he was I, also I, Mouse. Like, no, like, of course, but... I no, mean, but, but I mean, like, that's not, that's like, I don't know, I mean, like, I don't want to say it's like being Will Wheaton, but, because <laughs> Will Wheaton's <laughs> awesome now, but, like, you know... He was also Wesley. <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, I don't know, so it's got to be great because that one line gets you to go to these conventions and stuff, which is great. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. But like, that's all people can say to you. <laughs> that's all people will ever say to you. Is that if Mouse has any memorable lines from the Matrix, which I don't remember if he does. And it depends on how they market them too. Yeah. Like, they stick them in the Star Wars section. He gets to pick. Well, I mean, uh, with uh, with what's his name, uh, if I recall. Remember when uh, we were talking about um, Brand Derlin, uh, John Ratzenberger? Yeah. We we made the discovery that he may be given images from either a manager or yes, the convention itself. I imagine the convention gives out either pictures of Mouse or Elan Sleaze Bagano and whatever else he was in whatever that was get, popular. Or just a headshot. The, the, I, just looking at this action figure one more time, there's something weird about it. Is He has like a black like band around his neck. We're back to talking toys. <laughs> we are back to talking <laughs> toys. He has like a black, uh, just a band around his neck. It doesn't look like like a like a like a handkerchief or anything. It's just like a straight. Yeah, like, yeah it's like one of those like priest. Yeah, or neck it's almost things. like a like a like a leather neck like a leather necklace that's tight to his neck. It's really yeah, it's weird. Really weird. Um, I don't know what that does. I don't know. I wonder if it's something. It's choking him slowly. It's it's really creepy actually. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> when he does it at home. He does it at home. <laughs> exactly. Let him go home and rethink his life. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, so what do you got? What's... I do want to talk about one other thing. Now that we're not done talking, um, talking, to- to- talking toys, I do want to talk uh, legacy because uh, I've mentioned before on the show that I hate the legacy era, which is this comic book series called Star Wars Legacy, which is about like a hundred years in the future past Star Wars or something like that. And okay. The main character, Cade Skywalker, used death sticks to ease his emotional pain and to keep his famous ancestor from speaking to him from beyond the grave, although he used the Force heal po- healing power to keep the death sticks from causing any damage to his lifespan. Wow. So, so Cade was hearing, like, the, Luke either yeah. via... The Force. The Force or just in I, his mind? It's through uh, the Force. It is through the Force? Yeah, um, I know this because I've read it. And he didn't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, because basically what happened was the Jedi get wiped out in the future. In the near future, the Sith have come back in full force with a full army, and the Empire has been reestablished because everything that can be done to your childhood heroes can be undone. Um, <laughs> it, it, there's a, that's one of the reasons I hate the Legacy Era, is that you're retreading the same exact yeah. ground. Um but uh, Kate Skywalker, who the Jedi wiped out, he's the last Jedi, essentially, again. But instead of being a likable, sort of maybe whiny character like Luke, but, you know, in the end run, ends up being a Jedi, Kate Skywalker goes from being insufferable to being insufferable. <laughs> I mean, he every once in a while he gets better, but that betterness is basically immediately ripped away because the legacy has no fun to it. I hate the legacy series. 
Uh, I have not read it. I will not recommend it. But but, the, um, I, but let me put it in perspective. Luke's main problem in his life in the series was wanting to get away from home and join a rebellion. Kate Skywalker's biggest problem was addiction. That is not Star Wars. That is not something you should have in the same universe as Jar Jar Binks. Uh, no, but Death Sticks are in it. I mean, yeah. the Death Sticks are, are the complete opposite, though. It's saying, don't be addicted. Yeah, don't be addicted. So the main character being addicted to Death Sticks, but then also having the ability to use the Force, despite the fact that he's using them to keep the Force away, to heal himself is also bullcrap. But this character is a Mary Sue, which, for those of you who don't know, is a term when describing a character who's perfect because the character, because the author wants it to be perfect. Gotcha. Because um, uh, he's, like, also the strongest Jedi. Well, it does bring up something interesting, though, is is how do you stop... It? Like, you have a Jedi that dies and wants to just come back and haunt everybody and annoy everybody for, for eternity... How do you stop that? Well, we know that the death sticks, but how else do you stop it? Well, here's the thing: is that we know that the Jedi ability to become a ghost is a trick. Yes, like we know that, and Qui Gon Jinn learns it and then passes it on. But does um, do the death sticks stop it from happening, or does it stop him from like panicking about it? Basically, it does both. He's a, he's basically self medicating to. Uh, because his emotional problems, but he's also using it to keep the Force away, because for whatever reason, Death Sticks have the ability to um, lower your connection to the Force by se- that slowly severs it, So, which is probably what kills you. As somebody who's not Force-sensitive, can you see or hear the... Um... The, the Star Ghosts? Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. I think you... Well... We saw them at the end of Return of Jedi, and I'm not Force-sensitive. <laughs> you know, have you tried lifting uh, things with your mind lately? But didn't everybody kind of look over and see them standing there when it was uh, I think it wasn't Luke, like, separated from everybody? Maybe it was just Luke that looked over and gave a little wink well, and a nod. He was burning his dad, Darth Vader's body. He probably wanted to be away from everybody. It just That just does bring up interesting things to me, is that can Force-sensitive peop- force people only... Um, be affected by that, and if they are, by using the death sticks to, to reduce their force sensitivity, they can stop it. I find that very, that's fascinating. Might be a terrible book, but I do find that concept fascinating. Oh no, there's a good idea there. Yeah. But. Um, so, this is part of episode two, which we have a lot of things that are good to say and bad to say about it. Yes, this is true. Um, this is uh, this scene is not one of the good things. I can say that off the mind, at least from my opinion. You, uh, it's by far one of the stupidest <laughs> things. <laughs> it's not even that it's just stupid. It just stands out so bad. Yeah, it's just it's such a play on on. It's such a reality. Yeah, yeah like that. It it, does, it feels just thrown in thrown in and out, out of place in the film. But uh, in just researching some things about death sticks, uh, I came across. A, an article written by uh, Harry Knowles on Amy Cole News when episode two uh, Attack of Clones came out, and he gave it a very favorable review. Very favorable. Um, basically, just saying the people that have problems with it, he doesn't get it at all. Uh, and he said it's you know he's going to take ten more viewings just to kind of make sure see where it fits. Uh, at the time, it was fitting above Phantom Menace, which I would agree with, and also above Return of the Jedi. Which I may agree with, which is 
probably very controversial. At least, in uh, my opinion, very much so. But uh, some people absolutely hate it, and I, it makes sense, and I understand it. But to me, there are some amazing scenes in it. And the one thing I wanted to discuss right now was uh, Marty said there he likes the Phantom Menace better. I do, and I like uh, Attack of the Clones better. So I wanted to kind of compare some scenes. So, Marty, give me one of your favorite scenes from uh, The Phantom Menace. I mean, that's the obvious one that I can go to right away. The pod race? <laughs> you know what? I w- you know what? I'm going to be honest here. The pod race is well shot. It is ten minutes too long. It, it, it goes I think on. it's only ten minutes long. Well, it, that's the thing. Well, it's five It's at least it's twice. Too long. It, it's too I think it's actually thirteen minutes, just thinking back. Yeah, it should only be like five minutes. It's it's like because there's nothing happens in it, but it is well shot and it's well put together. I think in the end, right? It could be. Hey, Anakin won the pod race. All right. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is show like you just you get rid of all the stuff with the extra racers and you just don't care like about them. You you have two characters you care about in any other racing movies. They don't show the other guys in Fast and Furious. The other guys get hit and show, thrown off halfway through the race. It's all about Vin uh, Diesel and Paul Walker. Racing. I don't know. The other guys in that are what makes the Padres for me. That's true. They are the most interesting. I'm just <laughs> saying are, that from the narrative perspective, yeah, they were. They're more exciting and more interesting from a design. And I think that the uh, pod racing scene does provide fun video games. So, <laughs> all right. So give me give me a scene. The de- the scene that I that that's the obvious one is the Darth Maul fight scene. Oh shoot. So I was going to try to top it with a scene from Attack of the Clones, um, but you came out swinging. Uh, like, like, and I, I think that there are some parts. I think it, it can be over-choreographed and it can be a little on the uh, unemotional side, but it, it does it does work as like a, as a visual like spectacle to watch these guys who put some clear work into, their, into the choreography. All right. Um... The comp- I can't say the the Dooku Yoda fight. No, I think I the can't com- say that. But I will say the um, the the comparable fight in my mind is would be, Camino. Is Camino's fight, and I do agree. It is a good scene. I think Jango Fett versus Obi Wan is interesting. That was a, that was a really good fight. All right, so give me another scene. Um, <laughs> that's probably more telling than it is anything yeah, else. Yeah, the pod race this. is probably the only one that comes after it. So what would I put above the pod race? I would say the race uh, Obi Wan and Zan Wessel was a little bit of a, a race. They were flying through the Coruscant streets, and he was chasing after. Yeah, but I think those oh. are. I think the pod race, while like generally worse from a narrative perspective, as far as actually like watching the sequence, it's about on par. I um, think that that scene doesn't necessarily go on as long though. So, so I'll just I'll just name a couple other scenes since you're out at two. Yeah, um, and I could probably name one or two more that I like from uh, *Phantom Menace*, but um, with uh, with uh, *Attack of the Clones*, there's uh, just the whole Camino thing, even before the battle. The Camino just, scene is just, interesting. Just visually. The, the just the it's almost like Kubrick style at, at times. Um, Owen meeting Owen Lar- meeting Owen and Shmi uh, for the first time. Is one of those things that was, to me, was 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 cool and like a kind of like a big deal. Um, Mace Windu, um, him basically decapitating. Uh, I I will argue that 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 ten seconds. Which one? It doesn't last long. Oh, it's not long enough. It's not long. Well, I mean, you're, if you're gonna have a fight scene, you made Jago Fett look like. An idiot. Like, like that scene well, ruins Jango Fett. Well, it runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Boba Fett is also an idiot. 
and I I think I said this last week that I think Boba Fett's an idiot. They have trouble with uh, jetpacks, and also Jango Fett. Don't land on the ground when your main enemies have weapons that are laser swords. Uh, and then for the last one, I'll throw out there uh, Dexter Jetster. I will argue against Dexter Jetster. But <laughs> I think all of those, uh, but the the key ones, even the, the um, what's it called, the uh, arena, yeah. the Geonesis or, or, arena. All those scenes to me, individual scenes are great. I think they're they're some of the top scenes that I remember in the prequel trilogy. And some of them are some of my favorite of all. Um, I, the Camino stuff, I think, is is at the top th- of my favorite Star Wars. It is good, and it is probably the most convincing of the CGI. My my complaint with with these two movies is that from a sum of its parts, not necessarily that I don't want to argue that I think that Phantom Menace is necessarily a better film than Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. but I think Phantom Menace I can watch. Okay, I can enjoy Phantom Menace and go. This is a magnificent train wreck. Yeah, in, in, a, well, in a more interesting way than I can watch Attack of the Clones, in which I said spent most of the movie in a coma, and <laughs> probably, literally the first time I saw it. This is true, and um, I like, think that has a long lasting impact on it. Yeah, I, I think that that movie it has had a long lasting impact, but I think as I watch it again, I do find myself mostly not remembering. Like you have all these memorable scenes. But everything in between it, you just look at it and go and just stare at the screen and be like, I don't remember this. There's just a couple, there might be more scenes that are like noticeably bad in Attack of the Clones than in Phantom Menace. And I yeah. think that that lies heavily on Well, I think it is because they spend a lot more time on the politics stuff, mm-hmm. which I don't, I, I can't find anybody who's ever been gripped by it. So that one, <laughs> that one's like, I could find an argument. One, George but, Lucas. George Lucas. That's one of those ones I've always wondered, like, is there anybody that liked it? Like, you can find an argument for the internet on anything. I could find an argument that there's online that somebody says that the prequels are better than the original trilogy. Oh, there's definitely one. There's somebody yeah. arguing for that. Yeah, I'm but sure. I, ju- I just want to know if anybody's arguing specifically for the pl- the, pol- the political scene. I think so. I'm sure. Uh, they're doing it because nobody else is. The but... politics is, weirdly enough, handled better in every other medium besides yeah, the films. it's true. Like, because the politics do exist in the book, and they spend some time... But they but actually, most of the time, the books are spent... Trying to make the politics make sense. It's, it, it is interesting. They spe- I read yeah. that, that Grand Moff Tarkin book. A large part of the book is spent reestablishing um, extended universe knowledge. So the first thing it even mentions is that stormtroopers aren't clones. Like that's like the first thing they make a point out of. Yeah. Um, because they aren't. They will never be. They are not. Don't <laughs> say it ever to me. Um. Uh, so I think I have a final question. If okay. You are, if you're ready. Okay. Uh, so do you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> That's not my question. Uh, but do you? Because I have a couple. Uh, how much are they? Um, is it 250,000, 2,500 credits, I believe, is what I read? <laughs> yeah, 2,500. Oh, no, that's the treatment for it. It costs oh. a lot. No. I, mean, probably, I imagine 50 credits. So, uh, my question actually is... Topical. Uh, we've heard rumors of an Obi-Wan movie starring Ewan McGregor, or even a trilogy of movies starring Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, which I think is amazing. That does sound like a lot of fun. I, uh, will, I will say that I would like to watch that. In the 20 years between episode 3 and episode 4, there's a good story there. I want to see the prequel era redeemed. You I, know? Yeah, it would be nice to see an improvement. Like, like not like, just forgotten, because that's 
pretty much what, you know, it's not forgotten because Clone Wars happens, you know, in between two and three and, uh, which is memorable and fun. And yeah. So like, that stuff does redeem the era, but this is direct. This is film. So, um, if they do another Obi-Wan film or multiple Obi-Wan films, he's been our biggest proponent of using the Jedi mind trick. Do you think he will use it to uh, curb any other bad habits? No, because I think he's going to get into some. Oh, interesting. I think, because after watching this episode... Is that old hermit in the desert? Yeah, know? I think... Well, look, we already know that Obi-Wan is okay with drinking. Because in that scene, he is drinking. That's true. And he orders a drink. Uh, I think that uh, part of that film will be dealing with his alcoholism, which will probably ruin the films. Now, is he trying <laughs> to stop... Oh, uh, Qui-Gon from bothering him? Oh, <laughs> is that why? It's that like, would actually... You know what? If Obi-Wan did it... Because Obi-Wan's charming. Even well, Alec Guinness is charming and Ewan McGregor are charming. In all this kind of comes together because even Qui-Gon has been mentioned recently as being part of something Star Wars again. I could see... I would like to see a Liam Neeson film yeah. about Star Wars. I, I don't know how you do it because he's clearly older now, but... No, he just come back as the Force Ghost. Like, yeah. I mean, that's where I, I read an article about him talking about Force Ghosts. That's true, and that's uh, we know Force Ghosts can work like that. So, if he was a Force Ghost in the Obi Wan movie, and Obi Wan is using death sticks to shoo away the Qui Gon, very, very interesting. Um, I would watch it. I'd watch it. You know, like I said, I, if he got addicted to death sticks in that twenty years, and then he stops, be fine. I mean, something has to, like, it's it's funny because I, I think about it and I'm like, oh, interesting, Obi-Wan, he kind of goes into hiding on Tatooine or whatever. There can't be any story there, but there's got to be story there. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing is there has to be, like, him, like, there's struggling a, to stay there. To, to help kind of put it more interestingly and I think would make this story interesting because it would also be, this would be, um, no matter what, these films are going to have to be Jedi-focused. Yeah. Um if you make them what I think is the most interesting part about it that what you can do is in the Star Wars Rebels they're the first episode in which we meet the Inquisitor character okay um or no that's the first episode of the series the first episode of the series he find the main character of that um Aaron I think finds no, the kid right yeah the kid not Aaron that's that's Attack of Titan um whatever his <laughs> name is he finds a holocron and he manages to open it with the force yeah. holocrons being their form of data Usage. We'll have an episode on them. They're kind of interesting. Cool. Um, but he opens it up, and it's a hologram of Obi Wan Kenobi, who's clearly half Alec Guinness, half Ewan McGregor. Well, they did a very good job on making him look like that. What is the era on that? That is three years before the Battle of Yavin. So it's that Luke close? would be yeah. Wow. Luke would be seventeen. So three years before the Battle of Yavin is still too far out for the. For an Obi Wan film starring you and McGregor. Oh yeah, no, it's still too far. No, this is it's suggested that the what? holocron's older than that. Yeah. But what it is is that he's just saying hide. He's telling all the Jedi left that he's sending out these me- this message to to hide, remain in hiding, and um, may the force be with you. He says something else. It's not that hopeless, but he's he's saying something like we we will come back. Yeah. We need a new hope. I think is what he says because of course. Yeah, um, and, it, and it like listening to that—that's the reason I kind of want one. Yeah, like it was that, and um, I think honestly that new the new final uh, fantasy flight uh, 
Force and Destiny role-playing book okay. is all about being a Jedi during the, that era, and I think that also makes it more interesting. No, that's cool. The one thing I just thought about was, as Disney starts to pump out these films, what happens in maybe like 15 years, 15, 20 years, when Ewan McGregor's approaching Alec Guinness' age? Oh, uh, that's when uh, he... Uh, not even that long. It's probably closer than that. That's when he starts to hate Star Wars, uh, Alec Guinness style. I'm wondering <laughs> if, if he doesn't, it would be really interesting in that you can get, you know, assuming they can make him look more like him. You know, he does he does look it, but as he gets to his exact age, it's... Yeah, they have to... They have to playing a younger space. one, yeah. Playing a younger version of him is, is one thing, but playing the same age. Uh, but it would be very interesting if they can start to get really close to a new hope time. I would really like to see them because that's...